Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, the Corpus Christi Joker, and welcome to J-Waves. I want to start off first by saying I know I haven't been around very much, and uh, that this is probably one of the only podcasts that I'll do for a movie review for a while, because not really movie movies are coming out. I am watching things on Hulu and Netflix, but I really haven't been feeling myself lately, and, uh, you know... We haven't really had a really big movie come out, so I guess when you stop living in the imaginary world and start paying attention to the real world, um, you know, a little piece of you dies, I guess, when you're uh, paying attention to what's going on. So, I do apologize for that. I will say, Chang Shi is uh, out, and this is my official review for Chang Shi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It is a PG-13 movie. It is 2 hours and 12 minutes long. And I just first off want to say this movie is spectacular. I don't know how else to say it. I want to just say it right off the bat in case you're only listening for 2 minutes. Please go check this movie out. It is absolutely amazing. I'm very impressed with what they did, the storytelling, and every aspect of it. I am still in shock that it had what it had and when it does what it does in this type of a cinematic way um, it was just absolutely enjoyable it was directed by Destin Daniel Creighton who I looked up and I have not seen him do anything but he did work on the screenplay with Dave uh, Callahan and Andrew Lamehan so they did a fantastic job of weaving together an interesting story in a whole new way that I, I'm very excited to get into and we will be getting into that here pretty soon of course uh, Chang Chi is played by Simu Lu, who is amazing. Tony Chu La Wing plays um, Tony Lang, Chang Chi's father, or the Mandarin. And uh, Aquafina plays Katie. And Meng Erzang plays Zai Ling. Uh, again, the rest of the cast is just absolutely amazing. And I will get into some of them here pretty soon. And I, I will say this. This is as far as it's going to go for non-spoiler. After this, it's going to be a spoiler review because I do want to talk about some of the decisions they made in the movie that I was actually really impressed with. And um, I do want to talk about all the things that happened um, in the movie that are pretty interesting. So we will be getting into that. So as of right now, this is the non-spoiler version, or or I would say part of the podcast. This is it right here. Non-spoiler, go see it. It's a... 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Maybe 9.5 out of 10. It's fantastic. I, I, I will say the only reason why I would take off any points is because the main... Um, the main bad guy of the... of the whole entire movie is a no one, a nothing. When it could have been somebody and something. That's the only negative that I could say. Other than that, it is an absolute blast. So definitely go see it. So, from here on out, this is my spoiler review for Zhang Ji and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So, spoiler review, spoiler review, last warning, spoiler review. Alright, so right off the bat, it is such an amazing story that they've told here. And they tell it in a way that I could see um, it taking a lot of... Um, I guess credit or maybe ideas from like video games the way video games are laid out it, it made sense to my mind and how it was actually told forwards and backwards and going back and going forward and 
some twists and some turns, and I just absolutely loved it. But the basic story is um, the Mandarin goes around. He has the ten rings that he f- supposedly found somewhere, and he wants more power. So in order to do that, he wants to start taking over the world. So for a thousand years, because he doesn't age because of the rings, for a thousand years he carries these rings and conquers everything changes history pretty much does whatever he wants well then he hears and gets wind of a secret world where creatures live and people live and it's a hidden away world basically and uh, well he wants to find it well he ends up finding the gate and at the gate it is guarded by a woman a woman who as soon as he sees instantly falls in love with and the feeling is mutual maybe not right away but it's earned so it ends up turning into a love story where this man who's been heartless for a thousand years finds love finds heart and gets with this girl who's been protecting her her city for a long time so they end up having children which is Chang-Chi and Xilin and then due to his horrible life that he's led up to this point a gang comes to make the Mandarin pay and he's not home so they take it out on the wife and she defends the home and her children but in the process dies while doing it this changes everything this changes Mandarin into becoming the Mandarin, once again, the evil one. He's no longer Tony Leng, Zhang Wenyu. He turns back into the Mandarin, the ruler of the, the Ten Rings clan. So it's interesting, because he was done with that. He had actually put the Ten Rings away. He was going to live a life of happiness with his family that he finally found and loved, and then it all turns to crap, and then he has to go back to what made him him. So I thought that was very an interesting story. Along the way, they find out who killed his wife, and he trains um, Zhang Qi to become an ultimate weapon, and by age 16, sends him off on an assassin mission to go kill the person who killed his mother, which is where the story really starts. So Zhang Qi goes and takes the job, and is set off to go kill this guy in an assassination. And then we don't know if he does it or not, and is gone. He never goes back home. He leaves his sister and his family and everyone behind just to hide in America. He comes away. Along the way, he meets <laughs> probably one of my favorite parts of the movie, but Aquafina's character, Katie. And with Katie, they become best friends in high school. And the way they become best friends, the story is just fantastic. I love that whole entire thing. She defends them in a way that is just so funny. And when it happens in the movie, I don't want to give that away. It's just so fantastic. Um, so a really interesting dynamic of movie. It was like his, his, his best friend is a girl named Katie who is so funny and, and, and cute. And they have a really great relationship. And you can see that big time throughout the whole entire movie. And um, 
it starts there, like I said. Whenever he leaves, he pretty much says, I'm never going back. I'm not going to be my father. And we don't know if he uh, ever does kill that assassin up until the end, which I'll get to later on. So, as the story unfolds, it turns out for sure that Chang Chi's father, the Mandarin, wants them back. And the reasons why he wants them back is very unusual. And I thought that was one of the cool parts, too, because one of the things I didn't expect about the movie was how fantastic it was, as in fantasy-wise. It was so fantasy-heavy. I didn't see that coming. It was, um... And it was done in an awesome way. It was just all in. It wasn't like half, halfway or whatever. This director and the crew went all in on the fantasy part. And I think that's very interesting to me because it was like, wow. They really didn't hold anything back. It was 100% fantasy. And, and I love that. I thought that was very interesting. A very bold move. And the way I think it's smart how they explained it because they said, well... People just got snapped back into existence after being wiped out from another snap from an alien that came to invade Earth. So now anything's possible. Anything. You know, you want to have a dragon? Perfect. It makes sense because now anything in this universe is possible because, well, the impossible just happened. So I love that kind of thinking. I think it's really, really well done. And it's smart because now they really can go fantastical and and make it to where, sure, uh, so-and-so shows up, it makes sense. You know, if, uh, I'm not saying this happens, but, like, if Sauron shows up, perfect. If the X-Men shows up, makes sense, because now anything's possible. And that really should be their new tagline. Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe, anything's possible. Um, Simu Liu right away just goes right into an amazing fight scene in the beginning in a bus. And he goes against this gargantuan... <laughs> guy who is um let me see if I can find his name but he's basically like one of the largest people I've ever seen in my entire life and he has this sword that glows red and uh wow talk about amazing I think they're calling him Razor Fist he's played by a guy named Florin Mantiu this guy is huge you might recognize him from Creed because he played um Victor Drago, and wow, he is just so spectacular, but it's cool because him and other croonies attack Chang Chi in the bus, and it's probably one of the coolest fight scenes, again, shot really interestingly well, way better than I expected, and also in a way I didn't know, but it showcases um, Chang Chi's uh, ability, of fighting ability, so I think that's interesting because he really goes all out. And defends everyone on the bus and wins, which is interesting. Wins up to a point. They were after a medallion that Chang Chi's mother gave him. And, well, even though he saves everyone on the bus and he defends himself and his best friend, Katie, he does lose a medallion in the process. Well, once he figures out that they're after his medallion, he realizes they're going to go after Jing Li and, um, and go after her medallion, his sister, Zhang Li. Excuse me. And um, so he goes to go get her. Well, she's already established as an underground, like, titan, where she runs an underground fighting thing. And that's where we get our really big first surprises, where we get to see Wong 
and we get to see Abomination fighting each other in a cage, and it's spectacular. So we didn't expect to see Wong from Doctor Strange, but you know what? There he is in all his amazing glory. And I remember at the uh, one of the cons we were at, he was just so cool, so nice to meet, and so fun and cool to talk to. He was like introducing guests and doing all kinds of things. He's one of the coolest guys I've ever seen. So seeing him in the movie like that was just really, really fun. Also seeing Abomination, and then they, in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, they had talked about how Abomination is being kept in a cage somewhere. Well, you get a glimpse of the cage here in this in, in, in this movie, so I thought that was interesting. Like, again, Marvel building its own Marvel Cinematic Universe, and even tiny little touches of Coulson mentioning Abomination's cell in a five-second part of an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show that nobody watched still gets a cameo in a huge motion picture movie. I think that's really interesting. They're always doing those interesting little touches. I think that's really smart. Now, uh, as we go along, goes to get the sister. Of course, father shows up, and that's when the real story happens. We start finding out that um, he basically wants everybody back because the secret world that the mother had come from and had been protecting when he met her apparently is holding her captive and he's going to go save her and he needs the kids to go do that which I thought was insane so you know <laughs> as the as the story goes on of course Chang-Chi and his sister say no and he throws him into the dungeon and that's when we get our third surprise and in the dungeon down in Mandarin's dungeon is Trevor that's right Ben Kingsley is down there playing Trevor from Iron Man 3, the person that everybody hated, including myself. And this was just absolutely insane. It was like, I can't believe, first off, Ben Kingsley is even in this movie or doing anything, that character, it's insane. But not only does he do this character, the movie does his character justice in redeeming it. I can almost hear the apology uh, to the fans just by having him in this movie. It was like, I'm sorry we ruined Iron Man 3, but now here's the redeeming quality of Trevor, and we're going to give him his moment of glory. And I think Trevor actually got a better send-off than Black Widow did, so that was insane. Trevor was awesome. Well, Trevor has a pet, and the pet is from this crazy land from wherever they are going to go get. And, uh, well, sure enough, they go to this... A magical land, led by Trevor and his little pet that he can talk to, and the movie goes that route. So then they prepare the people of this land for um, the Mandarin. He's about to come, and he's going to wage war and open an unopenable door, a sealed door that's holding absolute terror and darkness on the other side, just so he can save his wife from what he thinks is happening. But then we find out that this evil entity on the other side of the door is, is, is messing with the mind of the Mandarin. He's putting these, he's implanting these images in his head and, and these voices in his head. Basically, he's lying to him to get him to come open the door because he knows that only the Mandarin can open the door because he controls the Ten Rings, which are extremely, which is one of the strongest things on Earth, apparently. Well, sure enough. War rages on, and the Mandarin does not fail, and he opens the door, releasing this gargantuan, huge demon-winged beast that fights, and it gets stronger with every soul that it's fed, but 
this land has its own secret little uh, weapon, and it's its own dragon that lives in the water that Chang-Chi comes out riding like a badass, and they fight, and of course Chang-Chi saves the day. In the process, he loses some people, including his father, and at the end of it all, he ends up with the Ten Rings, and it is probably one of the most epic moments I've seen in a, in a long time. So I'm cutting to the chase for a reason. The story that I just told is exactly what happens in Chang-Chi. But the way that it's told and how spectacular it's told is the whole reason why to see it. It is really just something that I did not expect. I had high hopes and said, oh, please be good. I hope at least it's like fun and action-packed. It far exceeded my expectations. This is a very special thing that I didn't expect. You know, we know we love Marvel movies, and it is a dream to even know that they made uh, a Chang-Chi movie. I have, I do have Chang-Chi comics from back in the day. I have one where he fights Spider-Man, actually. And I always thought, you know, I didn't know who he was and as a kid, and as you learn when you grow up. And then they redid him again, and he came back out. They, re- they relaunched his title. And it was like, okay, he's cool. But once you heard that the movie was coming out, you think, well, how are they going to do this? What are they going to do? How is it going to be good? And it, it, it is beyond good. This is something very special. And I can't stress how fantastic it was. I, I know I have a lot of friends and listeners that always go, well, did it push an agenda? No. Was it, was it doing this? No. Was it doing that? No. You know what this was? This was a movie like they used to be back in the, in the 80s and 90s, where it's just a movie about... A, a character that is a badass by himself. Now he can be amplified by the Ten Rings and become a bigger badass. He has really good sidekicks that help him kick ass along the way, and they do kick ass. The fight scenes are amazing. The action is amazing. The cinematography is amazing. The special effects are amazing. It looks so beautiful. I can't believe it's in 4K. It's amazing. And in the end of it all, we end up getting a hero that I wish, I wish we had during the end game uh, battle scene. Once I saw him in his glory and how he did so well, I said, man, it's a really missed opportunity. I remember hearing rumors of them bringing him out in 2014, and it was like, wow, that'd be awesome to see Chang-Chi on the battlefield next to Black Panther. And, And now that I see this, yeah, he deserved that. He did deserve that. And I hope whatever they do with him, because I know they're going to do something, uh, lives up to the hype that Endgame was, because he definitely deserves it. And especially after seeing this movie. This is something very special. I didn't expect it to be as fantastic as it was. I knew it'd be good. It's Marvel, so you don't... Usually, Marvel's good unless it's Black Panther or Black Widow. But... Or Iron Man 3 or Iron Man 2. But (laughs) this movie here is... It lives up to the hype. It, it actually lives up to the hype, and I don't think the hype lives up to the movie. That might be the best way to say it. The hype does not live up to this movie. This movie is awesome. I was very blown away. I almost gave it a 10, um, but I can't because, like I said, what made me, you know, not angry, but what I wish it was, I wish it had been, like, 
Fing Fang Foom. Or another enemy that we might recognize. This was just like a faceless demon, which could be a demon that I that is from different realm that I don't know, but it's not one that I recognize. So with that, I was like, oh, come on. It would have been cool if it was Fing Fang Foom and then he was forced to kill Fing Fang Foom or if it was, uh, I don't know, just somebody that we recognize, uh, a villain that we recognize where their other movies have thrown away villains, <coughs> Taskmaster, and ruined villains, <coughs> Taskmaster, Whiplash, and just thrown them away for nothing. This would have been one of the perfect opportunities to put a villain in there that we recognize that you could throw away because Shang-Chi is that badass. So that would think that's a wasted enemy. But nonetheless, I mean, the murder of that enemy that Shang-Chi does is spectacular and the dragon fight that happens is amazing. I mean, the movie is just beautiful. I leaned over to my sister in the movie and I told her, I said, imagine when they make this in Disneyland. It's going to be epic. If they make any, if they make this, the, the, the hidden city, or if they make just Chang-Chi world, it's going to be spectacular. And I, I really hope they do that. The other thing I want to say is like, the, every actor in here, they really should be absolutely proud of this project. This is a beautiful movie, and you can see the work that they put into it, especially the main actor. Uh, he, he could see him doing his own stunts. You could see him fighting. They wanted to make sure that you knew it was him doing a lot of his stunts. Of course, some of it's CGI because there's no way he's going to be hanging on to the back of a thousand-foot dragon flying through the air while he's doing it. Of course not. But the fights and the close-up fights and the fights, you can see that it's him. And you can see, yeah, there's CG and stuff, but he's in there. He's doing the work. And he got in great shape, so it was fantastic. Um, there are two surprise cutscenes. I would say stay to the very end. I'm very happy with both of them. I thought they were super amazing. I will not say what those are. Those are something that's special. The movie itself, I think, is... is It is long. But I don't feel that it was it was too long. I think it was just, just perfect. enough, Just enough for you to go... I understand everything that's going on. Because, like I said, the way they told the story is just so beautiful. It starts in the future, it comes back, goes to the past, tells the the backstory. You see him grow up, you see the father grow up, you see the father get old, not get old. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful story. Really well written, really well directed. I, I, I had heard rumors that people were saying it was one of their favorite Marvel movies, and I can honestly say, absolutely, this is one of my favorites. I... I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I knew I would like it, but I didn't think I was going to love it. I ended up loving it, and it was a blast to watch, and I absolutely highly recommend to see it. If you don't believe me and you want to prove me wrong, go see it and, and judge it for yourself. I would love to know what you guys think about the movie. Um, so far, I've talked to about mm, 20 friends that saw it, and we were all saying the exact same thing. You know, we and we knew who Shang-Chi was. We knew the comics. A lot of us read them back in the day. But we would have never thought we'd see a movie with Shang-Chi, and we also never thought that the movie would be this spectacular. It is an epic, epic movie. It holds no punches, and it does what it needs to do. It creates an Avenger. It creates a hero that can stand next to the Avengers, and hold his own, need be, when it, the need needs to happen. I can't wait to see what it happens. So, 
that was really fantastic. The the whole thing was great. I had bought all the action figures from Marvel Legends, and I didn't know who any of these characters were that I was buying. I just knew I was going to buy them all so I can build the Build-A-Figure, which was Dr. Hyde, Marvel's Dr. Hyde. And uh, now that I've seen the movie and I know who everybody is, I'm very happy that I have these figures, and I will proudly stand them next to all the others that I have displayed because it is actually really, really awesome. Very well done. It was a joy to watch, especially me, because I'm never really surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I did laugh out loud. It did get me a little emotional. I got sad seeing a couple different things. Um, But all in all, I mean, it has everything that you want. Action, romance, um, laughter, comedy. Uh, It's a complete package, and I think whoever... um, If you... If you don't enjoy this movie, then uh, something might be wrong in your life. So I went in, like I said, thinking, well, let's see how it is, and it would blew me away. So I was very happy. But I also would like to know what you guys think. So please, if you see me post this on my Corpus Christi Joker Facebook, on the comments, let me know what you thought. Give me a rating from 1 to 10. Let me know what you guys think about Chang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. I would love to know. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. The Real Nerf Joker on Instagram. And don't forget to follow the J Waves Facebook if you guys want to see. I'll be posting this podcast on there. And as well, you can find this podcast on any podcast station in the world. I really appreciate you guys listening. I hope everybody's safe and doing great. Like I said, I've been around. I've just not had a reason to do a podcast. But I'm very glad to do a podcast for Chang Chi. This was a true labor of love, and I absolutely enjoyed it. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, Chang-Chi, 9.5 out of 10. I'll say that. I'll take 0.5 off for a horrible villain. But other than that, much love, and thank you for riding the waves on J-Waves.